0: Vidar and Catherine Ligard are the founders of SafariMation.org. Vidar Ligard is also the author of A Falk in the Road, a book that gives you life lessons you were not taught in school and that the church did not tell you. And that is what Safari Mission Podcast is all about, teaching practical steps to personal growth and development. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Vidar and Catherine Ligard.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Safari Mission Podcast. And today we're going to talk a little bit about our personal story and how we got started in investing. And in this book, A Fork in the Road, which my husband wrote, it actually says choose poverty or prosperity. And that's because a lot of the where we are in life is a result of the choices we make along the way. And in uh, Chapter 3, Create Your Future, you wrote this. Uh, Doris Day made a very popular, uh, in the 1950s, a very popular song. The name of the song was Que Será," which means whatever will be, will be. Over the years, I have seen many variations of this attitude that the events of the future are outside of our control, and things are just going to happen anyway. Many seem to be soothed by the idea that the future is not in their responsibility, so why worry or have any cares? God thinks differently. Life does not just happen. He has given us instructions to follow, and what we do with those instructions will greatly impact our futures."
0: Yeah, very, very true. Uh, Our tomorrow is God gave us instructions for how to live and how we think about how we speak in accordance with and how we act in line with those instructions or not That really is the predominant factor in what forms our future Mm -hmm. So you can be passive and allow tomorrow just to happen if you do that Tomorrow will be just like today or maybe a little bit worse.
1: Right.
0: Or you can realize we actually have control of our future
1: Mm -hmm. in
0: line with God's plan and God's will for us. But we need to find, discover that, listen to his instructions and then implement those things. And when we do that, we actually create our future. And the more we are in line with God's will, God's plan, God's instructions, the more our future will look exactly like what God has promised. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because God's promises are wonderful, but they don't come to pass automatically. Brother Hagen used to say, you can't think that things will just fall in your lap like ripe cherries off of a tree. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, so it takes effort and it takes hard work. And so um, one of the ways we got started was... um, we've had in our heart for a little bit by this time to do some investments and we just didn't see how we got started. And there is, you know, if you walk with God, there is a spiritual dimension to everything too. You sow and you reap and, and you know, there's a timing to everything and there's a leading as well, but it does take work and it does take effort. And so by, uh, by this time, uh, I remember being uh, in a service with Mrs. Hagan, and she talked about one time in her life where uh, she was waiting for, or believing God for a breakthrough. Um, don't remember all the details she tells, but she said, God prompted in her to give a sacrificial offering. You know, a sacrificial offering is just an offering that's really beyond what you can afford to give. You know, these are money you really need or, ha- or barely have and and but it's a sacrifice to give but she gave it and god gave her the answer she was looking for and i remember sitting in a service listening to this story and in my spirit it just dropped in in me that we should also do something similar and i remember we talked and and um and we we had a specific amount in our heart that was a lot at the time and we decided to give that you know by faith and I remember it was shortly after we had given that offering, um, we saw the solution. We saw how we could go about getting started investing, and and uh, that was just a, an idea that came as a result of being obedient in in giving. And, and and I was like, why haven't I seen this before? The solution is just right there. It's so simple. Why have I not seen it before? But, you know, that was just the spiritual element also came into play. Um, and then the real work started.
0: And then the work started. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very often like this. As we walk with God, um, hearing his voice, uh, seeing his leading, in finding, um, sometimes it's just our eyes mm-hmm. need to be opened mm-hmm. to see the opportunity that's always been there. Right. At other mm-hmm. times, you might have a board of opportunities and you just need a leading of a god to know which one to engage in.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but, and so, um,
0: but they're typically all dressed in overalls and they look like hard work. That's that's very common.
1: Yes, it, it does look like hard work. And what we started with, we started getting an investment property. And, um, and this was going to be a rental house and we bought this property and, and I was out looking a lot, you know, it wasn't just that I was sitting at home waiting for one property. No, I was out there going every day with a realtor and we were everywhere looking until we found something that just seemed good. And, um, but the thing was the, the house was livable
0: and it didn't fall out of the sky. It
1: did not fall out of the sky. <laughs> we had to go look for it. And it wasn't livable, and but we ended up getting that.
0: And it was small.
1: Yeah, it was small.
0: Way below where we would have been wanting to live ourselves.
1: Sure. Um, and and so when we got this property, uh, we got to, we had to roll up our sleeves and do a lot of work ourselves. It took a lot of hours, uh, and we did most of the work ourselves
0: well we had to we didn't have the money to pay there was a few items we paid somebody to to get done we had a little bit of money that we could do that so we had to pick the areas where we had the least skills and we needed some help but mostly everything in the house we we did ourselves and some of those things we didn't know how to do we had to go Learn how to do some things, mm-hmm. didn't have the finances to pay somebody to do it. Um,
1: and both we had, well educated. Yeah, we both had college degrees at that time. You had a master's degree and I had a bachelor's degree.
0: But somehow, in getting a master's degree in business, they didn't tell us how to do plumbing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So the thing is, if we weren't willing to put in that extra hour, I and mean, you were already working full-time, we had two small children, we were already quite busy we were running a Bible school here in Kenya.
0: It was more than full-time work.
1: It was more than full-time work. And if we hadn't been willing to even work harder and learn new things, we would never have gotten started. And it was definitely many days we wanted to give up along the way. And we were just thinking, no, oh, this is too hard. This is too much time. We just want to give up. But we just pressed through. And um, and that was our first. If it hadn't been for that start, we couldn't have done other things later that we ended up doing. And so that was, that was an important, important start for us. But it wasn't easy.
0: No. So, you know, working two jobs, um, we were running Bible schools. In Kenya at the time, I had responsibilities at Kennetagan Ministries. We were approximately nine employees in the IT department. I had responsibility for for that whole department. And so I would be at uh, Kennetagan Ministries during the day from 8 to 5 or from 7.30 to 6 or thereabout. Uh, Typically, I'd come home around 6, we'd eat a meal, spend a little bit of time with the kids, and I would go back to the office at home overseeing all the Bible colleges uh, in Kenya. And so all these excuses, uh, I'm already busy, I have too many things I'm doing, and then you have this house that comes on top of that, and you're trying to, where do you find the time? And uh, that was uh, that was a lot of late evenings, and um, weekends, a lot of sacrifices. sacrifices, and I remember that house, it was a wooden house wooden floor didn't have a concrete slab and there's a crawl space between the ground and the floor of the house where i could i could barely get into the crawl space myself and um, the whole house needed new plumbing needed needed new water lines i didn't have the money to hire tools i got an old school shovel and from the street i dug the ditch myself um, hard, hard work. I'm used to office work, so I'm you know I'm not that used to working physically, and crawling underneath that crawl space. Um,
1: you were I, there many times.
0: Many times, <laughs> many hours, many days. Replacing plumbing, and we did some wall things. We did some painting things. There was a little bit of electrical work.
1: I sanded the whole floor, and I've never done that before, but I did.
0: That was work too. That was work too. Um, Sanding that whole floor by yourself. So so, so to get started, you have to be willing to do Mm -hmm. a lot of things that other people are not willing to do.
1: And that's the key. Because I keep saying, you know, people want to have something, they want to be in a place, but most people are not willing to do what it takes to get there and to be there. Because what, it takes sacrifice, it takes effort, it takes hard work, It takes long hours. And most people would rather sit in front of the TV and be entertained instead of doing all those things. But people don't get anywhere by sitting in front of a TV being entertained. They get somewhere by working hard, being diligent, being faithful, and putting forth
0: effort. Yeah, and, and you have to humble yourself and you have to engage in an opportunity at, at the level where you are. Mm-hmm. You know, we would have thought or would have wanted to get a much better property, but um, it doesn't really matter what you think about where you are, you have to face the reality of where you really are financially mm-hmm. and engage in opportunities that are in line with, uh, with where you are. I remember um, Climbing under that crawl space and, and in my mind I'm thinking You know, I'm, I'm too educated for this. This is work. That's kind of beneath me and it was beneath the house um, <laughs> It was dusty I, I'm, I'm not claustrophobic, but I, I, I don't like cramped small spaces like that But that was what had to be done
1: yeah. And a problem has both snakes and spiders the, There's all kinds of <laughs>
0: potential critters. They all love
1: to be uh, <laughs> under that building.
0: Yes, um, I remember one weekend uh, a friend of mine his son had an accident uh, is in the hospital and so emotionally I'm, I'm going through all of this uh, There is the emotional aspect of having having to humble yourself there is the aspect of you're, you're really been working hard so you're you're tired now remember, I got one phone call when I'm underneath that crawl space, where where my friend's son had passed away, and that was very hard. It was already a hard day. Uh, it was actually a Sunday afternoon after church that I was over there working on that house, and um, but one of the one of the principles uh, when you get started like this is you you sometimes you have to even. You always have to manage emotions, but sometimes you even have to lay emotions aside mm-hmm. and you have to push through in order to work to get to where you want to be and um, that was a hard thing to do. It was a very hard thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you felt like you wanted to lose it in this tight space where you, it was even hard to get in and out of this space mm-hmm. and I just had to, in a sense, force myself to keep things together and mm-hmm. do what needed to be done that day. Uh, at that place and so um, yeah there's lots of lots of lessons uh, in in a place like that when you're in an employment situation and uh, nothing wrong with that that's great but um, getting getting out of the daily routines that you've been in for so long it takes effort to get out of those routines and it's it's not always easy to get started
1: no the thing is you have to get started and the thing is if you do get started you want stay there. You will keep on increasing from there. You'll keep going somewhere from there. But if you never take that first step to get started, you'll never get anywhere. So what you'll see, you can see two people, two friends, for example, and one gets started and they have to sacrifice their time, their energy. You know, they have to sacrifice their money sometimes. And the other friend may never start and they just stay where they're at. But over time, If you look 10 years down the road, you'll see these two friends are on very different levels because one got started where he was, where he could, got started on something, and the other one didn't. And 10 years down the road, there'll be a huge difference. And it's all because, and then that's when envy comes in, and the one who's still at the level they were both on gets envious of the one that got ahead but they were just not willing to do the same things and sacrifice the same time and sacrifice the same energy and money. And so they get jealous, but they they were just not willing to do what the other person did. And that's the difference. You know, the outcome is different because of the choices that were made along the way and people don't realize that and they just say oh yeah look at that person why does he do so successful why does he have so much money why 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 and then everyone calls it like an overnight success story but there wasn't it was just that there was years and years of taking one step in front of the other take one step go to a different level make new sacrifices spend more effort and focusing on something
0: One thing I would say about uh, about getting started, um, because from time to time we see people that oh I need to take action and they jump out and grab the first and best opportunity that you can find. Mm -hmm. We also spent some research time researching. Yeah, sure. We we looked at the you know what's the cost of the house. Mm -hmm. We did some estimates on what is it going to cost to upgrade or repair this place to become livable. Mm -hmm. Uh, We did estimates on how much of our own time we didn't estimate 100% correct, maybe, but, but we did put in some work, some planning ahead of time.
1: And ourselves a
0: little bit. Yes, and, and we checked up on the rental market mm-hmm. so that we had a pretty decent idea of what the rental income of this place would look like. Sure. Checked on how difficult is it to get renters in this particular location, part of town. Mm-hmm. Uh, we checked up on some things like that. Uh, yes, led by the Spirit of God, but you don't, you don't ignore natural... Uh, where the rental market is at and the, and the different natural circumstances uh, of an opportunity, uh, you have to look at those things too. And, and, and we did, and that was work uh, going in as well. And the, the Bible talks about this. Um, it, it, it says, whoever works his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows worthless pursuits like sins. That is, working your land, that's, that's engaging in an opportunity Uh, that's available and the bible also talks about that uh, the plans of the diligent makes rich and so there's a planning side and there is a diligent side Mm -hmm. and uh, once you've done your planning um, it would have been easy to quit along the way well you, you can't quit, you, you have to be diligent in pursuing that plan. If, if that plan was a good plan, then the plan is a good plan, mm-hmm. even if you're going through some emotional hardship or, yeah. or some challenges, mm-hmm. and you find out, you know, you will find out some things along the way and run into some, some obstacles that you were not aware of when you got started. Sure. You have to figure out how to solve those.
1: Yeah, and you know, even if the process of getting this house livable was quite a process in itself... Um, And, you know, we had to learn a lot along the way. and We had to just stay with it when it didn't feel like it. Uh, The time then came to have tenants live there, you know, so that was like phase two. And, And it's easy to think like, oh, yeah, now I got it made. Now I just want to see income come every month. But the thing is, then you have to deal with the people who live there.
0: You have to learn to manage your customers or yeah. manage the relationships with vendors and customers and that's different in every industry. So in this particular case it's uh, rental tenants.
1: Yeah, it, it, and then you have something break on the house and you have to fix that and then you have rent not coming in and you have to deal with that. And then you have people uh, putting things in the in the bathrooms and the toilet that shouldn't be flushed out and you have to call a plumber. And you know there's always things like that that just happens. So it's not like we got the house ready and then we got it made. That was just the start, and then you had to continually deal with issues along the way. You know, whatever the issue might be that came when something happened, guess you had to deal with it. It was us, yeah. and so you know that was that was part of the thing. You know, you got a you got a business up and running. You maybe a different kind of business. You took a lot of effort to get your business up and running. And you're finally there, you've got the finances, you got the stuff, you got the place. But then comes the running of the business and the dealing with customer on a day-to-day basis, you know? And it's not like you ever get to just lean back and say, oh yeah, I got it made. You have to keep dealing with that. And we've had some other investments after that. And the same thing, you have to keep dealing with and interacting with who your customers are and, and, and you know, when things break, it's you. And when, when, you know, legal things say one thing, you have to deal with that. And it's just that one thing after another. And, and you have to be prepared and willing to do that. And just knowing successful people deal a lot with those things and you just don't see it. But there's a reason why they have grown their capacity to be able to deal with these things. And that's why they can grow in success as well.
0: So it's a lot of, lot of growing, a lot of learning. Every problem is an opportunity to grow and to learn, figuring out how to solve that problem. And the more problems you learn how to solve, the, the more valuable your time becomes sure. and the bigger opportunities you have the capacity to engage in. Yeah. That house was eventually sold uh, and that became uh, an amount of money that we could then invest into larger opportunities later. But this is how we got started.
1: That's how we got started. And it may not look the same for everyone, but the fact is you just gotta get started with opportunity that can that can come to you and you do your education, you do your research, you research, and you make sure that you can invest the time it takes to engage in the opportunity that
0: you that you see. This is Safari Mission Podcast. God bless. Have a wonderful day. Well, that's it for today. Watch out for our next episode with teachings from Vidar and Catherine Ligard. Like, share, and subscribe to our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube pages at Safari Mission. You can also visit our website www.safarimission.org or call us at 254 to know more about Safari Mission and how you can get yourself a copy of Vidar Ligard's book, A Falk in the Road.